this day. Lord, we ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. And Lord, I thank you that we want to hear from heaven so that we will be healed in every way, spiritually, mentally, physically. Lord, we need you. And we thank you and we give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. We're going to talk about the key to manifestations today. The key to your manifestation. There's things we talked a little bit yesterday. Hello. We talked yesterday about um, speaking it, speaking about what God has already done for you. Knowing that it is already done, whatever you're praying for, know that God has already done it. He didn't say no to you. He said yes. Amen. And so we're going to talk a little bit more, go into a little bit more depth. And I believe that God was, uh, he wants us to know what the hindrances are. See, there are hindrances. The devil is always fighting Christians. Let me tell you about him. He's always feeding your mind with something dumb. You know, he works on us 24-7. He doesn't mess with these people out in the world. Not much because he know he don't have to say much to them. But he's always suggesting things and feeding things. And so we have to know when when to detect, I'm just going to say detect his voice so that we can come up against that and put a, a barrier against what he is saying because he's a liar. Amen. The devil is a liar. So his uh, Satan's ultimate deception against a Christian is philosophy. And it's overlooked by very many people. You know, because Christians are good to sit up and listen to what other people have to say when they need to tell them to shut up. Because that's not the word. Amen. But we're so busy trying to be liked. Amen. That we sometimes, and me included, you know, and, and sometimes I've heard, I heard one Christian say, I'm tired of uh, unnecessary warfare. But when, uh, as being trained, um, as an intercessor, we fight every warfare we can. We don't turn away from any kind of, we don't back down and we don't, we don't bow to the devil because if he brings one thing, let me tell you, he's gonna move in with some more stuff. And so you have to fight him at all cost. And hold it down. And see, that's what a lot of Christians don't do. We don't hold, hold it down. We fight, we, we throw a few, uh, let's see, he fight, the devil shoots fiery darts. We put up the shield of faith, but we don't hold it up long. So we shoot a few things back and we're done because we don't like warfare. And there are Christians that that, uh, make fun of warfare strategies. But I'm telling you, you're in the war whether you want to be or not. So you might as well uh, fight the right way and with the right weapons. And know when the devil is trying to make suggestions that will get on the inside of you and mess you up, mess up your thinking. Amen. So philosophy is one of them. I'm going to read the meaning a philosophy, the Greek word, it's, it means the love of wisdom. Amen. The study of knowledge and thought. Um, or about how people should live. The nature of our very existence. The theory about life. 
the study of the fundamental nature of knowledge. And that's what philosophy is. So in other words, philosophy has with it the principles of the world. It's always going to leave you with what the world thinks or what the world says and use that as, as, uh, uh, you know, use that as the word or make that their, the, their defining, uh, factor or whatever you want to say it. They use that as their authority, their final authority. You know, people have their minds made up how they're going to think about certain things, and they just don't like to change their minds. But the word is always our final authority, always. The word is always our final authority. In other words, when somebody comes to you with an idea, I don't care who it is, you judge it against the word of God. And if it doesn't weigh weigh out up, or if it doesn't weigh right, you kick it out. Philosophy will never weigh up to the word of God. It always takes another crook in another turn. It's never, it makes suggestions in an undercurrent way. Are y'all following me? And it never says what it means it says. It's always referring to something else and it'll leave that in the back of your mind. So it's good to know, uh, what the devil is up to because he changes he changes with every i believe every dispensation here he comes with something new it's like he studies us he studies warfare strategies just like we do and he comes up with something to rebuttal and so that's all i'm saying to you you need to know when you hear his voice and not compromise with it because it'll come back and try to bite you amen so that's why i believe we need to talk about this today but what what we need to do is believe in the finished work. Amen. That's always our way out. That's always what we uh, use as our final authority is the finished work at the cross. Amen. So healing and prosperity was done over 2000 years ago. But see, philosophy and all this other old wise tales, fables, they come in with something new and different to appease people. Amen. So that you'll get off of that that rock of of the foundation that you're on and you start to believe something else. And it creeps in real subtly. Are y'all here today? It creeps in real subtly. And before you know it, this is okay. That's okay. You know, well, it's not okay to live any kind of way. Amen. But when you get done with listening to all of these fables and all of this stuff that people believe, then you're saying everything is okay when it's not. So you have to take a stand for God. If you don't take a stand and rest in the finished work at Calvary, you've got nothing. Are y'all here? Amen. If you've been, if you've done wrong, just repent. But see, philosophy will build a, a case against the finished work. So that you don't repent and think it's okay. Are y'all here? And so philosophy is a lens that you look at the world through, but not through the word of God. They have, it has its own lens, its own principles, and its own authority. But we know the word of God is our final authority. Our philosophy should be the word of God. That's that. 
manifestations of God's glory will never come if we don't come out of deception. And this is why the devil throws deception. Do you think he wants people, uh, he, he doesn't want the glory being, um, you know, being uh, known from one end of the world to the other. He doesn't want that, so he's going to try to stop that at all costs. But what we have to do as Christians, we have to hold things down. Keep believing and take a stand at all costs. And so, in other words, we're fighting the warfare. This is the warfare. The warfare is fighting wrong words. Amen? First, uh, a Christian, the basic Christian's warfare is fighting what you think. Fighting your mindset. And then it's fighting other words, other waves and winds of doctrine that come in to try to spoil what God is trying to do on this earth. I know some of you might not think this is important, but uh, this is how the world comes. This is what the world does. They they depend on philosophy and other old fables and wise tales and, and sayings to keep you off track so that you don't understand. Before you know it, I'll put it like this, you're not standing on the word anymore. You're standing on something else. Amen. So let's go to Colossians 2.8. And I think that would further... Uh, explain what I'm saying to you. The, the manifestations of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea must happen. But it will never happen if we allow philosophy and other false doctrine to come into the church. It's already in the church. But if we don't chase it out with, with Calvary and the finished work, then what, what are we doing? Are y'all here? Amen. Amen. So Colossians 2 verse 8 says, uh, beware at least anyone cheat you, it says cheat you, through philosophy and empty deceit. So philosophy, according to the word of God, is empty deceit. It's deception. Amen. And it says according to the traditions of men. So it's, re- it's religion too. It's, it's, philosophy carries with it a, a spark of religion. Amen. And we know to stay away from that because it'll it'll sound just like the word. It'll sound just like that's what mama and them said. Amen. But that doesn't make it sound doctrine. And so you don't want to kick out what mama told you. And so we hang on to that, not knowing that the devil has attached something very big and something very false He's attached that to what mama said. Mama didn't really say that. Are y'all here? But because what she said wasn't sound doctrine, the devil attached more onto it and made that a doctrine and it confused everybody. Amen. But we need to stay on the word and stay with the word as our final authority. If people come to you in confusion and want to know, well, what does this mean? Or I don't really know what to believe. You take them back to the word every time. Amen. There is no substitute for the word of God. So back to verse 8. Beware, lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. So philosophy has nothing to do with God. In fact, it doesn't even believe that God exists. Amen. And it says in verse 9, for in him, 
in him dwells all the fullness of the God Godhead. In in other words, in Christ there's complete deity. Complete deity. And there's nothing else needed. We don't need to add anything else. We don't need to uh, go to a psychic and try to get somebody to tell us something that's going to happen because they don't know. Amen. Amen. And so we need to know and understand and be able to spot it when the devil's trying to uh, sell us a bill of goods because that's what he does. Amen. And so we need to always stay uh, on our toes because the Bible says we are made complete. We are complete in him. There's nothing that the devil can offer us that we need. There's nothing that the world can offer us that we need. The world doesn't know anything. Amen. It, it's not even built up on principles. It's just like whatever people want to do. You know, and so we have to stay with what God is doing. Amen. Or legalism comes in. And then you really, we're really in trouble. And so we have to really uh, depend on the word of God and be thankful that Jesus is who he is in our lives. He is in us and we are in him. Amen. And we don't need anything else. We don't need any substitutes. Hallelujah. So beware. That human philosophy and erroneous religious traditions, I'm going to say that again, erroneous religious traditions, yeah, that came from me, are contrary to Christ. You know, I don't care how much it, it seems like it, it's not, but that's what it is. And I'm reading, I'm going to read the foot, footnotes, uh, in my Bible. It says, do not be deceived. Hold fast to Christ and honor him. Amen. And don't honor these uh, religious traditions. It, well, it don't sound like religion, but yeah, that's where it's coming from. Because religion has nothing to do with Christ at all. Amen. So Satan's strategy is to infest us with philosophy to keep us from receiving what's already been provided. See, philosophy will have give you false hope in false things. God's already provided everything we need. He's uh, given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. We talked about this yesterday. And so we don't need any other kind of fake move of God. We don't need any kind of fake uh, feel good, anything. All we need is the word of God. All we need is what God is doing and we'll make it and we'll be victorious because God's already given us victory. Amen. Hallelujah. We have the victory. But philosophy won't tell you that. It'll, it'll have you trying to figure out everybody's problems, figure out, you know, and then you, and one thing I don't like about philosophy, among other things, it tries to lock you into an ideation. It tries to lock you in. And once you're locked in, it's, it's like you can't get your mind, you, you really have to go back to the cross and repent. And let God do a work on the inside of you because the stuff that's going around that people talk about is very damaging. Amen. So we must know who we are in Christ. That's the other thing. When you know who you are, you cannot be talked out of. I don't care how much you mess up. When you know who you are, there's times when you don't know anything but Jesus Christ and him crucified. Or I know I remember when I said the sinner's prayer and I got saved. Hang on to that. 
Amen. Because the devil will try to pull you into things where you feel like you can't get out. But I'm telling you, with God, you can get out of any mess that you, you get into. All you need to do is hang on to who you are. Amen. I know my Redeemer liveth. I know, I know I messed up, but I know God is working for me. And he is working for you. And you're blessed. Amen. You might not be seeing it right now, but but God has not forgotten about you. And so you just believe that and stand firm and stand tall. And don't let the devil put you down. Amen. Don't let the devil tell you that things are one way when it's another. But we must know who we are. And that's why people believe in philosophy and all of these fables and all of this false talk. Because they don't know who they are in him. You know, well, I messed up and I, you're still in him. Did you repent? You're still in him. Amen. And so this is how people get twisted and turned around and start to govern their lives according to what the world says. And the world is nobody's friend. The world will chew you up and spit you out. Just look at the right news. It's just terrible. Amen. (laughs) The people in authority are more crooked than the people that are in jail. And so we have to, it's really, you just have to trust God. Amen. And go with what you know. Go with who you know you are. And Christ in you, he is your hope. And you don't need anything else. Amen. Now, there's certain rules and regulations that we have to abide by because we live, we're citizens of this, we're citizens of heaven, but we live in this world. But there, and so you have to obey the rules. What I'm saying is if, if you're in a 35 mile an hour speed zone, you can't do 50. So we have to, as Christians, we have to obey the rules of the land. But you still should know who you are to get victory in everything that comes against you because the devil is not for us. And I don't know why the church keep fighting one another because the devil don't like none of us. And so we need to uh, help one another. If you see a brother in trouble, the Bible tells you this. Go to him, pray for him, and be with him. As he, you know, you just can't, you have to do that. We have to stand united because a house divided will not stand and everybody's out. Amen. Let's go to Proverbs 14. Hallelujah. Proverbs 14. finding it today a new bible and now the pages stick together Hmm. and it says that there is a way to a man there is a way that seems right to a man but its end is the way of death everything that seems right ain't right are y'all here Amen. Philosophy will rob and steal from you and keep you blind. But the word of God is relevant and our blueprint for life. But there are things like philosophy and other things, feel good things that will lead you away from the word of God. that, Oh, I'm sorry. That was verse 12. Proverbs 14, verse 12. There is a way that seems right to a man. It looked good. Well, that, that makes sense. Don't try to make sense out of stuff that's not written in the Bible. If it's not in the Word, 
kick it out because it's not for you. Amen. Second Corinthians four. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians four. Verse three. Let's see, let's go to verse let's do three. It says, But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age, you see that says the God of this age, that's the world, the God of this world as Satan, has has blinded. Let me read that again. Whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, least the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. For we do not preach, preach ourselves, but, but Christ, Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your bond service for Jesus' sake. So what God is saying here is, the gospel is veiled to the sinners, but it's saying, but they can still hear the word and be saved, but God has not veiled it to us who believe. Amen. But if you're going to have the mind, uh, who, if you're going to have a mind, it says whose mind the God of this world of this age has blinded. If you're going to walk around saved with a blinded mind, then you might as well be in the world. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, maybe it's not as bad, but still, you know what I'm saying. You can't take advantage of opportunities that God has for you. And so, in other words, this is saying, don't be blinded in your mind with fables and and philosophy and all of this stuff that the New Age people are preaching. They're teaching it in schools, especially preaching it in colleges. And they're trying to turn these people away from God. Now, maybe if you don't see it like that, it's because verse verse 4 is talking about you, whose minds the God of this age has blinded. And so, and it, it also says, who do not believe. So when you don't believe in who you are, you don't believe the word, you don't know what to believe, then you believe every wind and wave of doctrine. And that's what it's saying. And so we need to allow the holy spirit to speak to us tell us when something is wrong tell us when something is right tell us when to kick it out the holy spirit is here to help us all the time amen and so we have to trust in the holy spirit trust in what he is saying amen and it says because those people who are perishing whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who does not believe. So philosophy tries to infect your way of thinking. Why? Because Satan's a liar. Because he wants to take as many people to hell as he can, but he has to deceive them first. Some people he don't have to really, really try hard. And I'm not talking about what people do, how you live your life. I'm talking about how you think. We're talking about your thought process, how you think, and what you believe about the thought that go through your mind. Amen. So remember when, when uh, Jesus told a woman at the garden, um, I'm, I'm sorry, the woman in the garden, he was talking to Eve, not Jesus, but the devil. And he said, have God really said? 
See, that was, this is what I'm talking about. Satan comes with this false stuff to put doubt in your mind about who you are. Now, he told her, if you eat of that fruit, you'll be knowledgeable just like God was. But see, she didn't know who she was. And that's why he was, and this is what I'm saying. And this is why I'm using her as an example. If she had known who she was, she would have never listened to him in the first place. Never. When when the devil took Jesus on the high pinnacle, and every time he stopped Jesus and tried to tell him to do something dumb that was against the word of God, Jesus always came back at him with the word of God. You know why? Because he knew who he was in Christ Jesus. He knew that he was the Christ, and he had no doubt about that. He didn't try to conflict with the Father. He knew who God was. He knew who he was. And he knew who God was to him. That there was no um, power struggle in that. He knew who he was. And that's why Jesus always came with the right answer. He always went back to the word. And so all I'm telling you, I don't care who you are or what you're doing, You're going to need the word of God to pull you out of some struggles. Amen. And so what you need to do is when the devil comes with something false, you got to chime in with the real thing, with the word of God. Everybody has to do this or the devil will beat you up and kick you down and use you. Amen. But he starts in your mind, in your in your thought process, in your mindset. And he'll put a wrong thought in there, and it goes from there. Amen? Did God really say? Amen. That's in Genesis 3, 3 through 5, if you want to read that later. He told them, you'll be more like God, and you'll, you'll, you'll think like him. But they were already made in God's image. Amen? See, Satan is after our identity. He was after uh, Ad, uh, Eve's identity. He knew if he went to the man, he probably wouldn't have gotten this far. Not trying to put one down and one up. I'm just saying there's something wrong with people when they don't go to the head. And so he went underneath the head and went to the woman because he knew, probably figured her thinking wouldn't be as sharp. And he, he put in there, yeah, did he really say don't eat it or don't touch it? And see, he brought all of this confusion in this one setting to get her to think the way he wanted her to think. That's how philosophy worked. I'm telling you, it's the same spirit. Amen. And if it can get you to think wrongly or to say, even say, well, that's not so bad. It's okay. Then he's got you. And then he's going to bring more wrong thinking and more wrong thinking. And then you're sitting up being against something that God is for. And then you're in trouble with God. Are y'all here? And so this is why it's so important for preachers, especially now in this dispensation, to listen to, to, to the Lord. So that he can give you something fresh from heaven because we need it. We don't need to, to be satisfied in our flesh. We need to be warned of what's to come. Not to put us in fear, but to prepare us for what's to come. Because the Bible says that the uh, glory of the Lord, will, uh, the glory will cover the, the 
the earth as the waters covers the sea. And so that means the knowledge of God. But who's going to carry this knowledge if we're taking off with every wind and wave of doctrine? And I'm telling you, this world is so, the world is so full of new age this, new age that. They have transvestites, and I'm not trying to pick on anybody, teaching preschoolers that it's okay for a man to dress like a lady. Well, it's mighty quiet in this Presbyterian church, but I'm telling the truth. Just get on the Internet. I've seen it many times. And so that's nothing but liberalism talking to our pre-age kids. And it's nothing's okay with that. If you're a man, wear your pants. If you're a lady, wear your dress. And that's just the way it's supposed to be. But so the devil played the same game with Eve. Did God really say? And all he was doing was trying to get her to doubt her identity. The same way he does me and you every day. When you get up and you have a bad day or your boss was too mean or you have a wrong conversation with the wrong person and you are not in the right frame of mind, here comes the devil telling you something that's not right. And you have to be on guard for that. Amen. He's after your identity. That's why he uses philosophy and any other kind of lie to make you think God is done with you or God has failed you or God's not going to do something for you. He will use anything, but he is after your identity because it's like this. If you know who you are, you know that the promises of God are yes and amen. You know that God is not rejecting you. You know that he loves you. I don't care how much you mess up. You know that he's not kicked you to the curb. See, because you're a child of God, Christ in you is the hope. And if Christ is in you, how can he turn you away? And so, so many people don't know who they are in him because they trade their identity for something false. Are y'all here? And this is, this has to be addressed. Amen? This must be addressed. You know New Age uh, uh, talk when you hear it. When you're on the wrong station on uh, on the TV, you know when something is not for you. And so you that's why you turn the channel or you, you turn it off. And so I'm telling you, this philosophy and New Age religions and all this stuff is coming in in every way. For, through the TV, through the Internet, through the schools, through the colleges. And they're really having sermons now, or I call them sermons, where they're really indoctrinating uh, college children. The, the kids that we sent off to school, and, and it costs so much, and they struggle so much, so hard to make good grades, and then here comes some false doctrine. The devil's right there trying to scoop them up. And so that's why we as intercessors, we have to pray. We have to stay sure-footed. You have to know who you are. If you know who you are, then you're sure of your identity. Your identity cannot be snatched away from you. Amen. They're either telling people God is okay with this or God doesn't like you. It's always something false, but it's never based on the word of God. And the word of God should be our final say-so. If it doesn't line up with the word, kick it out. Amen. Kick it out. Amen. So he's after your identity. If you be the son of God. This is what he told Jesus. 
If you be the son of God, then change that bread into stones. It's always some kind of test that he has us under when we need to be kicking him out. He doesn't even have the authority to test us. We have the authority. God took the authority from him and gave it to us. But he's always there trying to put doubt in your mind, trying to tell you something wrong or something right. We're living in the days where people are calling right wrong and wrong right. And it ain't right. And so we have to stick with righteousness. I don't care, you know, how much you mess up. It doesn't matter. God's not concerned about that. You know him, you repent and keep going and keep expecting better. Keep expecting your life to get better because God is with you. Are y'all here? He's with you. He's not done with you. And so you have to keep on proclaiming what you know. Why? Because you're a child of God. Because you know who you are. Because you refuse to allow the devil to strip you of your identity. And that's what Satan wants. You know, you know why? Because he wished he could trade places with just one, the, the weakest Christian in the world. He wished he could change places, but he can't. He knows where he's headed. And he, so he'd just rather take as many people with him. But he has to get you confused about who you are. You belong to God. You know it. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. That's what that means. You stand firm and you stand tall and you know that you know that, yeah, I did that and I did this, 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 and this. But my Redeemer still liveth. Amen. My Redeemer still liveth. And I'm expecting God to do this, this, and this for me. Amen. I'm still believing. I'm still expecting. And this is how we have to stand before the devil because he stands before God criticizing us all the time. Watch him. Look at him. They ain't going to do nothing. They'll believe they'll fall for my stuff. He had everything plotted against Eve before he even talked to her. To God, see, he just don't want you to know stuff. He's trying to rob you of your power when Christ in you the hope of glory. And so they were made in God's image already. Uh, they had God's identity already. So he's just tricky. You have to be on. That's why people need to preach this kind of stuff more often. It may seem boring, but it'll save your life. Amen. We need life changing and life saving uh, uh, sermons, not something that's going to make you feel good because your flesh is not supposed to feel good anyway. Amen. This is about your spirit. So Jesus was able to maintain because he knew who he was. He knew Satan was after his identity. He knew that he was trying to get him to say one wrong thing. And so he stayed with what he knew. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 5. Let's just flip over or push your little button. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. And it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Amen. All things have become new. That word new, let's see if I can. I know it means fresh and unused and novel. Amen. And, and this is talking in regards to quality. 
so. You are of good quality. Amen. New, fresh, and novel. You are of good quality. God washes us pure every day. Amen. Hallelujah. You stick with God because he, it's a good thing. Amen. Always go back to the word and, and get a confirmation through his word. So we are in Christ. It says if he be in Christ. Amen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So we are in Christ and his death, resurrection, and our, our, and our identity with him by faith. See, our identity, our identity is hidden in Christ. That's who we are. That's what we're about. That's who created us. And we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us because he is with us. And so we should know who we are. That's why we don't, when we hear stuff that's not cool and you know it's not the word and you want to say something and you don't, that's when you mess up. Say, say what the word says and, and walk away. I'm learning more and more. Don't let this stuff slide because it's, it's, it, those people out in the world are perishing daily. And it's because they don't really know. They don't know what, who they are. And most of them are not even in Christ. But we know. We have the answers and we know. Amen. And we're going to share what we know. In him we can do all things. We can't do anything outside of Christ. Amen. We're his children. We're Christ's brothers and sisters. But we're God's, all God's children. He's God's son and he is God. And so we can do nothing outside of him. Nothing that's going to benefit us. So we need to stay with what's working for us. Amen. And if you don't know that it's working for you, know that it's working for you. Because it is. Amen. Somebody's praying for you. So know that it is working for you. Amen. In him we can do all things. We have victory and all hope. Amen. And we hope for the glory. We want to see the glory cover the seas, cover the the earth as the waters cover the sea. We we're part of that. That we're going to be a part of that. And this is why we have to stand for the word. Stand for what is written. Amen. We have to take a stand and don't let philosophy, anybody's philosophy, our philosophy ought to be Jesus Christ and him crucified. That ought to be, that's why people want to take a knee and don't stand for the national anthem. It's got nothing to do with what we went through as a, a, a black nation. I'm all for that. Amen. Wish I knew more about it. I'd write a book about that. We need to wake up as a nation about our struggles and what we've been through as an, as a people. But do it at the right time for the right reason and don't get it twisted. See, people are twisted. It's got nothing to do with that flag. Nothing at all to do with the flag. Amen. We need to make a statement. But do it at the right time or then you're wasting your time and you're looking foolish. Just thought I'd throw that in. Amen. Because I, I grew up in the 60s. I grew up with, with a lot of uh, uh, 
prejudice that a lot of you in here have not experienced. So I'm for, um, you know, having people respect and understand what we've gone through as a people. But I, I want to, uh, just like Martin Luther King, he marched for peace. And the, and the people are doing the total opposite of what he, and see, this is why we have Martin Luther King Day. This is why people respect that office that he stood in. Everybody respects it. But this stuff that's going on now has nothing to do with that. Nothing at all. So people really need, and we need this time we start opening up. Because I'm tired of being quiet about it because it's so crazy. Amen. And it causes nothing but um, confusion because it's not God. Amen. Praise God. Let's go to Mark 1. It's time for the glory to be revealed in the earth. And the manifestation of the glory is here. But we must have changed minds. We can't carry the glory if we don't have a changed mind. We can't carry the glory if we're not broken people. You can't carry the glory and carry your flesh too and think think that it's all about you because it ain't. So we have to get our hearts and our minds right to, to be glory carriers. Amen. Is anybody here today? Or do I have any glory carriers in here? I know I'm one. Amen. Praise God. But we have to get our doctrine right. We have to know what we stand for and who we are. Amen. We must know who we are. And and another thing, like who we are. Hallelujah. If you think wrong, you're going to believe wrong. If you believe wrong, you're going to live wrong. You have to think right. Amen. Hallelujah. So we have to change our thinking. Amen. In other words, it's time for repentance because we all been wrong about something or another. Thinking wrong, thinking it's something's this way when it's that way. Thinking God is against something when he's not. Thinking it's for something that he ain't. So the righteous must speak up. Amen. What can the righteous do? They can speak up. And they can stay on that foundation of truth and change a nation. This, these are things that change a nation. You knowing your identity. Amen. Mark 1, let's go to 14, verse 14. It says, Now after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying that time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. Jesus proclaimed this. He's not saying, I'm not saying anything different than what he just said. It's time to proclaim. It's time to speak up and be a real Christian. You know, when you hear all of these fables and, and stuff that's going on that's false, people who are in error, speak up. Amen. You don't have to get in a shouting match because if you're speaking the gospel, speaking truth, the Holy Spirit is with you. And he'll quiet everybody so that you can have the floor and speak. And so you need to speak what you know. Amen. Doesn't have to be an argument. It never has to be an argument. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. So the kingdom of God is at hand. And Jesus is saying, repent and believe the gospel. Amen. Not old wives' tales. Not philosophy, 
not through empty deceit or traditions of man, religion. See, we fall into religion and get sidetracked. And religion tells you that things are one way when it's another. And we start to believe that. Amen. But Christ in us, he is in you, he is in me, and he is our hope. Amen. And this was the, 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 and this was the mystery of the Gentiles. Amen. And we must get a mind change. That mystery has been revealed now. And we need to change our minds concerning who we are. All I'm saying, know who you are. Don't let the devil put you down. Don't make him, uh, allow you to stoop low like the world because that's not who you are we're in the world but we're not of it that i know for sure and so don't allow the the enemy to come in with his lies and make you think you're worthless or make you think you're not who god says you are we're who god says we are and religion tries to analyze that but you don't let the devil Tell you who you are. You know who you are. Amen. Change your mind about your identity. And I'm glad about who I am. Amen. I'm so thankful that I belong to Jesus Christ. Amen. I thank him. I thank God that I was chosen to do a work. Just a small corner. But I'm great. I'm glad to do that. Amen. Amen. So we must change our minds. See, we think low about ourselves. Well, I can't do this and I can't do that. This will never happen. Look at all the trouble I've been having. But see, the Bible tells us you're going to have problems. Amen. But he will make a way of escape out of every single thing that comes against you. So you still have the victory. If you didn't get it yet, you will. You will get the victory. God is not done with you. Amen. But see, the devil is trying to attack your identity in your mind so that you won't expect anything. You won't expect things to change. You won't expect God to be with you. He wants you to just give in and just go be a part of the world out there. But it's not right. That's not who you are. You're so much more. And that's every one of us. We are so much better than that. Amen. Hallelujah. So it's good to know who you are. You're not weak. You're strong. You didn't fail. You're not poor. You're rich. But see, the devil will challenge you in your mind about that. No, you didn't miss it. It's still coming. Amen. It's still coming. Why? Because you're in Christ. Amen. Sons of Christ and joint heirs with him. How can you be a joint heir and be a failure? Doesn't even make sense. Amen. But we need to meditate on the word so that we'll start thinking right. Amen. Learn to cooperate with God and what he's already done. He's already done it. Whatever your need is, he's already done it. Well, I don't have it. It's because of your twisted thinking. See it and you'll get it. Speak it and you'll get it. Amen. 
Hallelujah. We must learn to cooperate with God. Stop fighting against God. Focus. And this is what the devil does. He tries to steal your focus and put it on stupid things. Like what the world is saying and doing. But don't allow Satan to break your focus. Well, you know, we believe in socialism and there's a lot of people trying to get in office that are socialists. They don't even want you, honey, they'll have you reporting to the IRS and everybody else will be running your business and you go to work every day and can't even spend your check the way you want it. It's called a takeover. See, this is the, the stuff that the world is, is doing. But we don't have to put up with it because we have the victory. We have the authority. God's given us dominion on this earth to stop people like that. Amen. But most people don't even believe it exists. <laughs> they don't believe it. Well, you know, people are, are um, what is that they say? They have the right to think the way they think. No, they don't. The Bible tells us how to think. This is our this is our pattern of thinking right here. Don't have the right to think how you want to think. That's just like saying you have a right to go jump out of a window. Same thing. And so we need to stand for what we know is right. Stand for righteousness. Amen. Don't don't couple up with that stuff. I don't care what your boss say on your job. You don't have to go along with that. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Put in your time with God. That's what most of us need to do. Get committed and put your time in with him. If you you have a study time, stay a little longer. Just telling you what God told me. Get a little, stay in there with God a little, pray longer. And you'll see a change in your life amen we all want change don't you want change i know i do amen hallelujah let's go let's see colossians didn't we go there once let's go back there it's okay I, i get it colossians 1 Verse 26, it talks about the mystery which has been hidden from the ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. And, of course, that's Christ in you. And that's what we've been talking about. He is in you. He's not hiding from you. He's living inside of you. Because, believe it or not, he likes you. Amen. And he's not running from you. You're running from him, and he's inside of you. 27 says to them to them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles which is Christ in you to hope of glory amen, amen. so in, it's like this everybody's going around looking for what they already have they want revealed what's already been revealed on the inside of them We need to work with the Holy Spirit. Stop working against him and listen to his voice. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's see. The first way 
to stay fully in, is to stay fully engaged, to avoid deception, stay fully engaged with God. Fully engaged. What does that mean? Enhance your relationship. And if you don't have one, get one. Talk to him. Talk to God. Tell God what you want in your life. Tell him what you expect him to do for you. And don't take condemnation in that door with you. Tell condemnation he cannot follow you in that door. Amen. Take grace and mercy in there with you. (laughs) And tell God what you want. And tell him what you expect. Well, he know what I've been praying for. But yeah, but don't you believe that at some point you need to meet him face to face or have a summit meeting or just face him and tell him what you want. Talk to him and let him know what you want. And if you've done that, then expect to receive what you've asked him for. See, this is where things get a little hairy as we don't expect But we have to avoid deception. So we need to love God because he first loved. Why should I love him? He loved you. Amen. And do the word. Don't be just a hearer. Be a doer. Let somebody see your fruit. Let God see your fruit. Amen. But we must learn how to get fully or stay fully engaged with God. We engage in a lot of things, but we need to engage in Him. Hallelujah. The Bible says that the Bible is like a glass or a mirror, or the Word is like a glass or a mirror. And when you meditate in it, you see Christ. Amen. The healer, Christ the deliverer. You start to understand, oh, I, I'm, I'm already healed. Or he'll do this for me. I've been thinking that I had to measure up. But I found out that all I have to do is just say, well, God, I didn't mean to do that. Or I didn't mean to say that. And he'll give me the desires of my heart. So all I need to do is engage in him. Spend some time with him. And turn things around. Amen. And that goes for me, too. He's not leaving me out. No, he's not leaving any of us out. Amen. So the word is like a mirror. And when you meditate on the word, you read that Bible, you start to see Christ for who he really is. And when you do that, you should see yourself, your face reflecting back at you. Because why? He's in you. Christ is in you. So you should see yourself that this Bible is a reflection of you. If it's not, then you need to engage more with God. Repentance is the way it opens the door. And when you do, you'll see more of yourself in that word. You'll see Christ. You'll see everything that he is to you. Heck, he's my healer. He's my deliverer. He's my confidant. He set me free. 
He's my brother. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's everything that I need. And as you see him, you start to see yourself in him. Amen. So that that mirror that the Bible talks about is reflecting your face and your image because you're just like Christ. We're in him and he's in us. Amen. So when you look in that mirror, look in the world, you ought to see yourself. That's all I'm saying. Go back to Second Corinthians. Let's go to the third chapter. I'm almost done. Second Corinthians three. Verse eighteen. And it says, But we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. Amen. Are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. Just by the spirit of the Lord. So when you read. Let me read that again. But but we all. It says all. It didn't say just a, a select few. But it says. But we all with unveiled face. Beholding. As in a mirror. The glory of the Lord. Are being transformed into the same image. From glory to glory. Just as by the spirit of the Lord. So see it tells how this happens. A mirror reflects who you are. Amen. Amen. But it says that when you engage in the word of God. You are changed from glory to glory. And the, the, the reflection becomes you. Why? Because you're transformed. You're transformed into the image of God. He transformed you. It's not about, well, I got to go read my Bible. Then people read their Bible too much. You're supposed to get something out of it. You don't have to stay in the Bible all day. When you read the word, meditate or ponder on it. Engage in what's going on around you. And it will change you. It will transform you. And when you continue to look in the word, you see you. Amen. And I bet you, you will not have any doubt of who you are. Your identity will not be challenged. Are y'all here? It will not be compromised. Not at all. And see, then when the the world's answers come around you, because, you know, we got to be around people. We work with them. You don't have to have extracurricular with them, but people of the world are going to be everywhere. So it's good to know how to engage with them. Amen. Hallelujah. So that image is Jesus. When you look in the mirror, you ought to see him. When you look in the mirror at home, you shouldn't see somebody that's a failure or somebody that's not doing well, somebody that didn't make it, somebody didn't get it, somebody that missed it. devil's a liar. Amen. Even if you feel like that, don't agree with it. Devil, you're a liar. I I have victory through Christ Jesus. Because, see, when you know who you are, you know that you have not failed. When you know who you are. When you got your identity straightened out. Amen. So this is all about 
knowing who you are, knowing your identity, your true identity. Because Satan tries to steal it. That's what this all is about. It's all about him trying to steal your identity and take your place. He wish he could. The faith confession brings the manifestation. So when you are expecting God to do something for you, you got to say it. You can't just sit up and just be waiting. Mm-hmm. You got to confess it. You know why we, we confess? Because we know who we are. When we don't confess, it's because we ain't sure. There's some doubt somewhere. And see, the world likes that. Because the world likes for Christians to be insecure. So that he can just run anything by them. Thinking that they'll believe it. Thinking that they'll repeat that crazy stuff. But it's not God. Amen. So we stand up for the word and what the word says. And we believe who God says we are. We believe that that word is correct in who we are. And we agree with it. Amen. We agree with it. So don't ever put down the faith confession. Keep confessing. If God has told you. That you're gonna, he's gonna give you something, you say it. You go walk around your house and confess it. You expecting God to change something in your life, you thank Him for it. God, I thank you for victory. I thank you for victory in everything that's going on in my life. I thank you, Father. And I know you're not gonna let me down. I know that you're gonna come through mightily for me. So you gotta say what you believe. You have to engage in this warfare nobody's going to fight it for you some things we as mothers can do but <laughs> you have to join the get on the bandwagon and join in and fight the good fight of faith because we're all capable of doing that amen amen so keep saying what you expect god to say it's not crazy This is how things come into existence with your mouth. You create as you declare. You're creating. You're not crazy just saying, oh, that's mama them, you know, telling us to say this crazy stuff. You're creating with your mouth. And when you talk negative, you're creating with your mouth too. So you might as well get your words in gear. Let God know what you expect, what you want him to do for you, and then get in sync with him. Amen. And you shall surely see the the victory in your life. You'll get what you need from God. Why? Because he loves you. Are we perfect? No, we're not. But does God want to bless us? Yes, he does. Very much so. Will he do it? Yes, he will. See, a lot of people, they, they have this religious, they say, won't he do it? But they have a lot of slogans, but they don't believe any of that stuff. Amen. They don't incorporate it in their everyday lives. That's just something to say to make people think they got something going on. And they don't believe anything. They don't believe what they say. But, you know, believers, that's what believers are. We believe what we say, say what we believe, and we believe God. Amen. And we will definitely continue to declare and decree what God has said. 
Because he says that it will happen and he will do all things. And that we can do all things through him. But when we start thinking it's us, then you, you, you've taken some steps backwards. It's through him, in him, by him, through him, for him. Everything is for him. Amen. So we're not superstars. None of us. And God is not, I'll put it like this, the world ain't waiting for you. You understand what I'm saying? They're waiting for your demise. Because when Christians get too caught up in the world, you know, then you make Satan happy. But I'm telling you, God is for us. And if he is for us, who can be against us? Nobody. Because it doesn't matter. Because we have victory. Amen. Let me give you the last scripture. And it's 1 Timothy 4, verse 7. And it says, but reject the profane. This is where I I came in on this. Talking about old wives' tales, everything that's not God, the devil bringing stuff to you that's not going to help you. It sounds kind of like the word, but it really ain't. You know, because the devil wants you to compromise. It says in verse 7, but reject profane and old wives fables and exercise yourself toward godliness amen that means engage in what god is doing engage in the fight the good fight of faith you know if you're not fighting faith you in the wrong fight the faith fight is the only fight you ought to be in if you in fight with people you in fight with other of whatever else you in the wrong fight because the Bible only talks about the good fight of faith. And it says all other fights are dumb. It says it's useless. That's the word it uses, useless. And so if you are fighting anything other than the fight of faith, you're in the wrong fight. I'm telling you. Amen. In verse 8 it says, for bodily exercise, and listen to this, bodily exercise profits a little. In other words, there's nothing wrong with it. I need to do it more. I'm pursuing it with everything that I have. Trust me. It says it's nothing wrong with it. It profits little, but godliness is profitable for all things. In other words, godliness, you get so much more from godly exercise. It outweighs the bodily, natural exercise. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. Nobody's putting it down. God didn't put it down. He said it profits a little. He says, but godliness is profitable for all things. Having promise of the life that now is, the life that now is, and of that which is to come. Amen. So, When you profit in the things of God, when you profit in godliness, that's into into eternity. That's eternity. Natural exercise profits the body for a little two or three years. Because time you quit, you got the same problem. But godly godliness is profitable, it says, for all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come into the next world 
This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance. So it's worthy of your acceptance and mine. Amen. It says, for to this, to this end, we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God, who is the Savior of all men, especially to those who believe. Amen. And so we just need to take heed. Take heed of what God is doing in the earth. This is a crucial season because this is a season of harvest. And there's a lot of souls that need to hear what you have to say. I don't care if all you can tell them, just trust God. Everything's going to work out because you're telling the truth. Amen. But we need to decide and take a stand against false things. Things that are not true. So guard against philosophy of the enemy because it comes from the enemy. Because that's his agenda. And it's to twist your thinking. And it's really trying to make you accept everything. Accept everything is okay when everything ain't okay. And so... This, this, this spirit of philosophy is, is in the world. New age, socialism, whatever you want to call it. And it's trying to sway how you think. Amen. Amen. Cause it does nobody any good. Well, people are free. This is America. People are free to think what they want to think. That's not what the Bible says. I'm, I'm afraid. And this this world doesn't belong to people. It belongs to God. Amen. Just ask the people in uh, uh, in uh, let's see, where is um, Jonah? Where was he going to Nineveh? Ask those people in Nineveh if it don't really matter, because the world belonged to the people. No, they were about to get killed, and if it'd been left up to Jonah, they would all die. Amen. Because, see, he didn't want to do what we're doing today, learn the do's and the don'ts, and stand for the word. He could care less. He went to Tarshish. He went the other way. And then when he went on and preached the gospel, and God didn't kill the people, he let the people go. He, Jonah was mad. You mean, you, God, you interrupted my day for this, my month. I've been in the belly of a whale. It's stunk in there. And. I did all of this stuff, had to spend my money buying a ticket to get away from you, and you're not going to kill these people? I'm, I'm mad. <laughs> How dare you not kill these people? No, God doesn't want to kill you. He wants to bless you. Amen. <laughs> He's in the blessing business. But that just goes to show you how much God loves us. He wants to give us a second chance. And that's why the enemy, the devil, tries to rob you of your identity so you don't know who you are. So you have no expectation of God. You think that you're a failure and you don't want to believe anything else. You want to stay down. And it's not that's not coming from God. That's coming from you. It's coming from your conversations. It's coming from you enacting and with whoever you have to be around uplifted people who speak in the word and i don't care if they're uplifting you in the right way if they're not speaking the word you need to get away 
and these are the things that pull us down. And then the devil pounces on you and tells you that you ain't, you ain't this, you ain't, I mean, he wants to snatch your, the promises away from you. He snatches them from your mind first. Then he snatches them out of your heart. And so we need to stand with God, stand with what he has said. I don't care if we don't do everything right. This is not a test about right or wrong. This is a test about what do you know about you and what do you know about God? Amen. Amen. Who are you and what what do you know about God? How far will you stick your neck out for him? How far will you stick your neck out for righteousness? Amen. In closing, know who you are. Know your identity. And stay away from profane fables and meditate on the word of God because it will transform you. And then you'll be able to enjoy all of the things that God intended for you. Because God gave us all things to richly enjoy. He gave us all things. He don't care about you enjoying stuff. He wants you to enjoy stuff, but he don't want you listening to the devil either. So you have to take a stand on what you're going to believe. Stand for righteousness. Amen. Hallelujah. Why don't we stop? Father, we do thank and praise you for your word. Amen. Hallelujah. We praise you. We give you all the honor and glory. Hallelujah. In Jesus name. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. That the mystery is no longer hidden from us. And we thank you, Father, that you love us, you care for us, and you've forgiven us. You are a forgiving God. And we bless and honor you. And we give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And praise God.